episode 43 of We Don't Bang. Today, our guest is Francesca Ramsey. She is our friend, and she is amazing. Friend from high school, middle school. Mm-hmm. And um, very prolific. Pro, what does prolific, prolific mean? Prolific means she's got her hands in a lot of different projects. She, yeah. She, I feel like she's she, a busy bee. She's yeah. What like a uh, uh, what is that? I am the worst right now. <laughs> what is what <laughs> you have when you're multi talent? You're a oh triple threat. Triple she's like threat. a she's like a quad. She's like a six tuplet. Six tuplet threat. threat. She's, she's got a book that just came <laughs> out called <laughs> Well That Escalated Quickly. She's listening to this in, in loud. <laughs> she's uh, here right now while we're doing this. <laughs> she like actively just tried to like pretend like she like. She <laughs> has her own podcast <laughs> called Last Name Basis, and we talked to her for about an hour and a half, and it was amazing. Did we say all the things we need to say? I just said three of them. Or, yeah. We'll be here all day if I say everything. So let's just get to the, <laughs> let's get to the This podcast. is really fun. We uh, talk about how she got to where she is. We talk about some personal fun stories from our childhood. Um, I love this episode. And we get a great Gwen Stefani impression. Oh, and we got a great impression. So let's get to it. Episode 43 of We Don't Bang starts. Now. Were we recording? No. Oh, that's a shame. I really wanted to get that in there. We are now? We're recording now. Yeah. Our, my volume is good. Yeah, you, you didn't look even check me. I did check. No, no. Well, I know you. We've done it so many times. I know exactly what you're like. All right. Are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, Francesca. Hi. Guys, today we have Francesca Ramsey. Yeah, it's uh, happening. At one point, you said you were going to get a sound effect machine. Oh, I have it, but it's on the phone that's recording the video. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's anyway. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that your hip hop air horn? Wow. That's my air horn. wow I could see your brain like working <laughs> to, make, to make that noise. To make that noise and the mouth movement. I it looks like it was a challenge for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cat. That's not an air horn. That's not a hip hop air horn. That's a kitty cat. <laughs> No, there's no poo poo poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do it. Abort, abort. Abort. I can't roll my abort. R's. I don't have any of that talent. Can you yeah. roll your R's, fam? Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm. This is interesting. I think we were in Spanish class together. Have oh, we talked yes, about we this? Were. Senora Kylie. Senora Kylie. Senora Kylie. So- I'm not your mother. I'm not your father. I'm not your. Oh my great. God. Senora Kylie was. She's like, I'm not your babysitter. I'm not your babysitter. <laughs> I was just like, fuck you, Senora Kylie. I don't even like, know Senora Kylie. I don't you remember. You take Spanish. She was you the most. French. I took French. You took Who French. takes French in South Florida? Who Me. takes Spanish in South Florida and cheats the whole time? Ew, I, I was cheating off you. We <laughs> sat right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, wait, I cheated the entire time in French. I you know, cheated all of high school. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> I just think there's something to be said. I honestly, as an adult, as someone that like sees the benefit of speaking Spanish, I really am kicking myself for yeah. growing up in South Florida and just really doubling down on cheating. Yeah. Like yeah. I could it's be bilingual. I, yeah. If I was bilingual, yeah. do you know how much I would book? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be out here booking. Yeah. Like, come on. And as soon as you see something that's like, oh, must speak Spanish. I'm like, fuck. Well, I, I can't, I can't get that. You I'm know? always like, maybe I can just like fib it. <laughs> yeah. You're not. <laughs> can gonna... I con leche? Oh, that was Coffee great. with milk. Coffee with milk. Yeah, I know. But even your accent. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I, know. What the accent I would call it racist, but it was just <laughs> a weird. It sounded like another. Megan's definitely <laughs> racist. No, that was totally like, racist. No, it didn't sound. But it didn't sound like a, a caricature of an actual Spanish speaker. Yeah. It just sounded like. It's like you were trying to be racist, but you don't even know how to do that. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Cafe con leche. 
That, that just sounds like you. So is that the way I should do it? But no, when no, you're I mean, be authentic. Oh, but when you're doing it, that's a, this is a good. I know. This is a good question. Okay. okay. So well, I don't know if it's a good question, but it's something that I guess I would like the answer to. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you're speaking in another language, do you adopt the accent with it, or do you speak as? Yeah, you? you should use the accent, right? But there's a difference between like doing an accent that's for the purpose of sounding authentic versus an accent that's meant to like make fun like of a something. caricature yeah. a caricature exactly which yeah. is why I said I didn't think it was racist because it was just so I don't know what it, <laughs> it was. wasn't so it wasn't anything it wasn't but you tried and that was great thanks thanks Francesca anyway though, that was very Francesca supportive. and I so we in high school uh, we're in Spanish together. I think yes. it's the only class we have, but we've known each other for mm-hmm. over half our lives. Yeah, all well, of us. So, okay, and, so yeah, and to fill Brian up. is one of my husband's best friends. We were oh, that's true. Best. So, so yeah. your husband's with Patrick Condis. Yeah. We were literally best friends. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I would go over to his house after school. You guys played music together. We played music he together. He was literally we your would, best we, best he friend. He was literally my number one best friend. He was and your we, number one. He was him and Tavi, but yeah. I mean, for a for a couple of years, definitely Pat. And we would go to the music store together, and we'd play bass guitars. And then we'd go to his house. He had a trampoline. We would just jump on the trampoline all yeah, night. Yeah, I didn't know kids. he had a trampoline. I had a trampoline. It was sick. Does that make you feel different about him? No, I just <laughs> didn't. I just, I don't know. I just didn't know that. Yeah. I gave I gave his brother clarinet lessons. Wow. He wasn't really into it, but he pretended, which was cute. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which brother? Uh, Michael. Oh, wow. Well, he that's was a, a little kid. That's I my mean, favorite one. They're all adults He's now. your favorite one? I have a favorite brother. How many brothers? He has three brothers. And the youngest one is my favorite. And, and, I'm, not a, and I'm not ashamed to say <laughs> Wait, why is like he here? He's a sweet guy. Does he have a guy. sister? No, no, it's only boys. Pat, it's is, Mike, Pat is the Chris second to Jesse. oldest. Yes, Pat's the second to oldest. Jesus, that and helps. I'm an only child. And so, you know, when you see a family of brothers, you have to pick which one's the best. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pick. You don't have to I love how I was just like, yeah. Like, I went with them. I was like, you do. You yeah, have to no, pick. you have to rate everyone. Yeah, you have to pick. Yeah, last yeah. Christmas, I was like, hey, man, there's uh, opportunities for upward mobility. If <laughs> anyone here wants to get me a Christmas present, everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with man? <laughs> So yeah, I've known your husband forever since I was eleven. I know. We went to Williamsburg, Virginia together. What? Histor- historical did? Williamsburg. That Why? was because it was our field trip. That's a thing that it people was a, do. No, I know, thing. but I didn't know if you guys like went on your own. I'm like, no, no. it wasn't like a vacation. Well, Chooses <laughs> Williamsburg is like the last choice any child. I assumed I mean, you went for school. We did go for school. So I, oh my god, I forget the teacher. It was like a history class. But me, I just real, I do like the idea of you and Pat being like, let's go to. Well, we were, we're both. Eleven, <laughs> and we yeah. love history. We're interested. So let's yeah. do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Historical Williamsburg. <laughs> but we we went because we were in the same. It was a gifted. We were in the gifted classes together. But we were kind of the troublemakers. Mm. In the, you and, were always both of them. So here's the thing: <laughs> is that I knew who you were because we had a class together. Yeah. I knew who Pat was, but we weren't friends. But I knew who you guys were mainly because. Becky Teitelbaum rode the bus with me and oh, she would she always great. tell us about you guys getting in trouble. Oh, really? She'd always be like, oh my God, this week Brian and Patrick and Tabby got in trouble for doing Becky this Becky was thing. talking shit? Oh, it wasn't Who's Becky, Becky Teitelbaum? It was the truth. Oh, okay. I don't even know. Who's Becky Teitelbaum? Becky Teitelbaum was another girl in our gifted classes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I remember she was like one of the first girls. She, she had boobs. She, big boobs. She had big boobs. Becky I was Teitelbaum. just feeling her boobs. <laughs> They're trying to teach me because I can't learn anything. <laughs> Becky's boobs. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wait, are we yeah. talking what grade are we talking are we talking old campus? Uh, so we started old in campus. seventh grade me yeah. and pat became friends in seventh grade back when the school was just one giant it was middle school and high school we combined. had class together on the new campus and i just yeah. remember that you guys were in some class and some well i know i don't know if you 
were part of it, but Patrick was annoying some teacher so much that she cried and she sent oh him she sent him to the assistant principal's office and every class he had to sit in the assistant principal's office and do his work for her class. She yeah. would not let him we be in the class because he was so disruptive. And I was like, yo, bad. Pat, you were a bad student. We were bad boys. And I think... <laughs> bad <I> boys. <laughs> it's so gross. But like also, let's just say for the audience's sake, bad in the sense of like art school bad. Yeah, like, art school like bad. You weren't like knifing anybody. Yeah. Like now kids are bad. Like yeah, kids yeah. bring yeah. guns to school and shit. Like, no, yeah. we weren't like incel like school shooters. No. But we were, we, were just, yeah. we were disruptive. And it was heightened because we were in these it was gifted class so it was literally like Wendy Gway who won the national spelling bee she's You're sitting like right next to us smart bad yeah, yeah, kids. we were like smart bad which yeah. is kind of like, that's kind you were of like cool. making puns at inappropriate <laughs> times and shit you yeah, know yeah. I mean? the teacher was like that was very clever but you're still disrupting class inappropriate <laughs> haikus and shit like that but um so like, should it was, we it was, there was like a spotlight on our on our naughtiness just because everyone else was so well behaved and right. so smart and so studious I mean we really went to school with some you wouldn't have been Smart a blip on anyone kids. else's radar at any other school. Any other school, would I like would have been. They would have been cheating off me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it would have gone. Well, so then should we fill everyone in, or do you think they picked it up at this point? We all went to high school together. Yeah, we went middle, to an middle, art school, middle and high school together. Yes. Megan tried to do my makeup. Oh the, my god. Megan, listen. Oh my god. I didn't really wear a lot of makeup. <laughs> I am of the melanated persuasion. For <laughs> those of you like that, that are listening and are like, "Who is this Valley girl from South Florida?" No. She is black. <laughs> and I didn't wear a lot of makeup. And Megan, one day during seventh gym, grade. during gym, we didn't we did not participate. We would sit out. You could have the option. You'd be like, fuck it, I'm gonna sit out. Yeah, it's I'm very art school. Sit out. <laughs> How did we just sit? Yeah, we just sat out. We would just take we would just be like, eh, I'm not doing it today. I'm sitting out. We just like sat in the corner and like gossiped. Yeah, we sat on the track instead of participating. Yeah. And you volunteered to do my makeup and you put white foundation on me and you were like rubbing it and I was like how is it and you were like I don't know it's like not really I was, like, I'll, look like? I was like I'll Terrible, give you a makeover <laughs> I was like I'll give you a makeover and so I pull out my makeup bag and like with all of my like white foundation and powder and like so I did France makeup with my white I do remember makeup. you gave me but also it was funny because like Megan's version of a makeover was like I'm just gonna do your makeup like mine yeah <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. Makeover. It wasn't like customized to me. You put on like blue <laughs> mascara and like white frosty lipstick because oh that's what you it's wore. Very on brand. What's good for Megan is good for you. Yeah, that <laughs> is that ideal that for is Megan. Is ideal Some for things you. never change. Oh man, that is so funny. I, yeah, that was. I mean, oh god, blue eyeshadow, silver lips. No blue, blue, oh, blue mascara, mascara, which is still kind of a look. It's a bit much. You're ahead of your time, Megan. Really. I'm selling, I mean, it has come back around. It is like very trendy now. Look at you. Yeah, I do remember doing for makeup. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, so we've known each other like half our lives, essentially. How old are you in seventh grade? 13? Uh, yeah. I started School of the Arts when I was 11. You did? But I, I was like the youngest kid in my class, so I graduated when I was 17. But yeah, yeah when I first you're started- 12 I was, or 13 you know, in seventh grade. That's so young. Yeah. When I, I think about seventh grade, like we were naughty. <laughs> Still hot. <are. laughs> what was? That? I could have easily moved away yes from the microphone. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, it's okay. I was gonna say yes and no. We were naughty. I still. Again, I put it into perspective yeah. because we went to an art school and 
this was a school where you had to audition to get in. You had to have good grades to stay in. There weren't a lot of like disruptive. Yeah. If there were fights, you got kicked out. Yeah. yeah I that's you're right. I'm just like, but from like from my gauge of it, because I don't right. have, I don't, I know nothing else. Right. So for like, I'm just, I don't know. I think because we went to an art school, everyone was so open. The mm-hmm. rules were really loose, and like everyone, like I just remember in seventh grade, like the at the old campus, like everyone was kind of just like laying on the grass, mm-hmm. and like we. There it was were, like that fame movie where yeah. people were like dancing and playing instruments, and yeah. they were like guys making out and girls yeah. with tattoos. And I, I came from a Catholic school, so I walked in there and I, was I like, did the same oh, thing. Oh, did wait? The where did hell? you? Where I went to St. Anne's. I went oh. to Jupiter Christian. Yeah, I would have gone to Newman if I hadn't gotten into Dreyfus School of Arts. Almost got kicked out, so I went to Jupiter Christian, which is just all. Upper middle class. It's a Christian school on another planet. It literally, just like and it's it's all white people. It was literally all white people. <laughs> yeah, all, all yeah. Just and I went from that where I was constantly getting in trouble. And mind you, I got in trouble there. But like when I got to school of the arts, it was like a whole new world. Yeah, it was like and I was so reluctant in the beginning. Yeah, and then I mean, it, but I, I still loved that think school. that we were bad. Like I mean. Like I, I was, you were bad. I was bad. Like I was like, smoking cigarettes and weed and like See, I didn't do any of that. I remember. Oh, here's here's one of my Megan corrupts innocent Francesca stories. Oh my god, I think I corrupted like most of you my. You corrupted a lot of people. Yeah. Oh so my just god. For context, Megan's mom was oh. the dean of our theater department, mm-hmm. and I remember we were skipping. We wanted to skip class, and Megan was like, "I'll just forge my mom's signature." Do you remember this? I don't remember. I just remember doing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan's like, I'm gonna forge my mom's signature. Megan had a car. I was we were with somebody that had a car. I forget yeah. whose car. But I mean, this was very dangerous. We were getting in the trunks of people's car, yeah. and Megan, I think, was driving us out of school yeah. using this little uh, fake pass written. Like by people her would mom. get in my trunk, wow. and I would like yeah. drive off campus because also it was so, so loose, and we were in the theater department. So like we would, we were. I would be like, I gotta go pick up some props for this. <laughs> Play. And like, if was you it were, a TLE pass? It was like one, learning elsewhere. I don't pass? know what. Yeah, yeah. I, there was, was something. There was yeah. some pass that you could just drive off campus. But we got caught. We got oh. caught. Didn't you get a referral for oh, being oh, in my trunk? Oh, oh, I got a referral, but <laughs> Megan did not get a referral <laughs> because when the slips that oh. Megan forged for both of us came back to Miss Planchette's desk, and you know what? I don't hold it against her because we, look, we're fine. Oh no, Megan's mom oh, saw no. Meg. This is white privilege and motherfucking action. <laughs> Megan's mom saw her pass that she knew she did not sign and said it was okay. She saw my pass and said I didn't sign that. that really happened Francesca got a detention it sure did I was so pissed and I remember I remember telling my mom my mom's like that's what you get my mom like like, I tried to appeal to her like I know I did the wrong thing but like Megan also did the wrong thing and I'm the only one that got in trouble my mom was like well, it's too bad, isn't wow. it? Oh my You're god! Like poster child for white privilege. Yeah, I one hundred percent. You tried to with- corrupt me, and you know what? If that had happened today, I would have been shot and killed. <laughs> yeah. It would be fucking over. Especially You're lucky it was in the nineties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially with mom, my mom being like the dean of the thing, like it was like such white privilege. But oh, like, <laughs> but I know don't realize she, she knew that she didn't sign either of those slips, and she only said. I can't no to believe mine. it. She's probably gonna listen to this and be devastated. Well, it's the truth. Yeah. She should I feel mean, super guilty about it. You know what? You know what? And here's the thing, Bev. If you're listening, because I know you are, it's <laughs> fine. We had a great time at Christmas. We were cuddled up together. We took a few selfies. We had yeah. a good time. Oh, it's good. I, 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 it's not something that I like lose sleep. 
sleepover, but I do remember going. <laughs> but home. I have lost a couple nights of sleep. I was, I was really, <laughs> yeah. really pissed. And my, and my mom like had no sympathy for me, and I remember feeling so upset about that. Oh no, because I was like. Don't you see that like we both should have gotten in trouble? My mom's like, welcome to the fucking world. Like, this is it. Like, Whoa. this is what you're, you're, you're experiencing it. And I was like, man, that sucks. Whoa. So, yeah, you were bad. I was bad. And you corrupted those of us that weren't bad. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's totally true. I was bad. I would like, uh, yeah, I mean, my mom had her like uh, slips and I would force. You would smoke them. weed at high school? I got caught, Mr. Bornhorse. You got caught smoking weed at not, school? I got caught smoking a cigarette at uh, with, by Mr. Bornhorse. By, you know the Red Cross building? Like right oh, my God. You were smoking a cigarette in front of the Red Cross? I was smoking a cigarette in front of Red Cross. <laughs> you were like, I know you guys save lives, but take Fuck this. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So bad like, girl. Such a bad girl. Like, wow. I was like, so, and then Mr. Bornhorse came on his little, like, golf cart, and, like, he was like, Blanchette. And I was like, oh, fuck. And, like, he like took me to my mom's office and she was like oh my god <laughs> like this like a whole thing like she didn't know oh god i i was fucking bad I, like i would skip in my mom's office like christina remember christina has a memory that was like she says that she would be like we don't i, I don't want to go to this class or whatever and apparently i'd just be like let's just hang out in my mom's office wow. and i like because i had a key to my mom's office oh god wow. oh god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. wow well i mean anyway. and look here we are. We all made it. How many years later? And we all we're it. all fucking top of the world. We're doing it. But on that same note, I know it's it's white pri- it is privilege, <laughs> but I do want to say it was also difficult. Like not saying that I had these create like yeah. but in my own right and in my own world and my person. Well, privilege doesn't mean you don't have challenges. Like if right. you if you know if your parents get divorced and you get into a car accident or you have a terminal illness, it doesn't mean that like your privilege is like invalid it just means that like there are some things that you you got a leg up experienced and some things that you don't experience you know what I mean like of course having a parent as a faculty member people are going to see you in a certain way because I remember years after we left certain people having like still pent up feelings about like drama from high school about yeah. like whose parents were faculty members it's like we're adults now like yeah. why are you still thinking about yeah. whose parents did what like it's kind of in the big scheme of things yeah not a big, oh it's not a big deal big but deal. when i was a kid you yes. know it definitely was something and it definitely like it was definitely yeah it affected me i mean it was it was just a lot it was a lot of like a, te- a lot of focus when like i didn't i was in that awkward phase i think and mm-hmm. like didn't really want it and like i didn't know how to handle that so, so I, you hung out in the office. So I hung out. I rebelled. <laughs> I was like, so I was a bad kid. And it's a good I, solution. I didn't want to be the goody goody daughter, you know, like the the teacher's like daughter. I didn't want to be that girl. So like I took the opposite approach and was like, I'm going to be cool and be an asshole. And smoke basically. cigarettes in front and of the Red cig- Cross. And, and like be a bad, like I, want, I thought that was cool, right? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Fucking high school, man. <laughs> Our high school was cool though. And out of any people I know that are in their 30s. Our group of friends are still close to so many people. Yeah, from yeah I've really never seen anything are. like. I tell people about that. They're like, I don't hang out with anyone. Oh, anytime I mention yeah. that I'm, or even the fact that I'm married to somebody I went to high school with is kind of wild. But that's happened to a bunch of people that we went to school with. Yeah. And whenever I mention hanging out with people from high school to my like non Dreyfus friends, they're always so surprised. I know. But you and I Pat know. were never together in high school. No, we weren't even friends. I knew who he was, but we weren't. Do you guys friends. have any? Do you ever talk about? Do you have any memory of like the only, talking to each other in high school? The only memory I have of Pat is I was in eighth grade and I went to a party at Becky's house because Becky lived in my neighborhood. Who is this Becky? <laughs> she got these great boobs. They're unbelievable. <laughs> really? She's a girl that was at, went to our 
high school. Did she, she was, graduate? Yeah, she was yeah. in communications. Becky she was Kendall in like all my classes. She was in Kendall. communications. Sweetheart too. She, she was a great smoked person. cigarettes. She had a raspy voice. She loved Alanis Morissette. Check, check, check. Brown hair. B- dirty blonde. I don't know. She dirty blonde. Like dirty I immediately blonde. want to see Becky Titlebaum. You're, I swear, if I show you a picture of her, you won't even know. Who Can she we was. pull her up? Listen, you won't know who you're she not going to. I feel she... FOMO. All right, I'm getting Facebook. Okay. I just need to see Becky Titlebaum. Okay, fine. Oh, okay. should I wait for you to get it? No, keep, keep going. Okay. Um. So Becky had a party as in eighth grade. I had never drank alcohol before, and. This guy that I thought was really cute was going to be at Becky's party. And I was like, oh, my God, I just like, got to go to this party. So me and Melissa flatly yeah. went to this party. Uh-huh. I got really drunk and oh my uh, God. I got sick. Okay, Becky Teitelbaum. That's, that's her. I do. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Yeah. I remember her. Okay. Uh, I thought she was visual. No, she was in. She was in communication. Okay. Um. So I got really sick and I threw up in the middle of the party Ugh. and I remember just I was so embarrassed and so I left the part and I remember like the guy that I thought was cute was like laughing he was just like oh Ugh. my god I don't think he said this but I felt like he was saying oh my god who left that eighth grader come to this party like it was just awful oh, I god. left the party and I was like sitting outside like trying to get some air and mm-hmm. Patrick was outside smoking a cigarette and he said something like, don't worry, it happens to the best of us. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and Were I, you attracted to him? Well, no. You're like, oh, look at that bad boy. No. Cigarette. I, was like, I was just like, oh, that's not. Like, I, Do you remember I, that? I think it was like me feeling like, oh, comforted. Yeah. But not like, ooh, that guy's cute. I just kind of was like, okay, cool, not whatever. Hates me here. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not a failure or yeah. something. And then I told him that story uh like when we reconnected and he was like I do not remember that and he doesn't remember anything. I think we've been sister- together a long time he doesn't remember shit. So I think my sister had a crush on him or something. She did tell me that she was very drunk at the holiday party. Oh god. <laughs> Why is she a bit much? I mean, she's always a bit much, but she was a bit much in a fun way. Like I never really had just one-on-one time with her. Yeah. And um, you didn't show it to the party. So Aaron and I spent a bunch of time together and she, she, yeah, she told me all sorts of stuff. It was great. But she was just like, I had a crush on Patrick at one point. I was like, great. Well, keep your fucking hands to yourself. (laughs) No, I wasn't at all. I was like, have him. Um, No, I wasn't. I didn't do any of those things. You didn't do any of those things. No. So, I was like, cool. And then I beat your sister up <laughs> at the holiday party. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I want to talk about Fran's story. Because, yeah, oh, yeah. I think you're awesome. Thanks. Um, we're all really close friends. And I find you to be a very inspiring person. Oh, my you, you are You're one of the hardest workers I know. Thanks. And I want to talk about how you got where you are. So after high school... Did you, you guys didn't go to school together at all after, did you? Or no, you were just well, sort of friends? No, no, no. So we, I mean, we've stayed friends throughout our lives. Yeah. But after high school, Fran went to Michigan. Michigan uh, oh, was in the right. theater program at University oh, of Michigan. And that. I was in Miami. And then she ended up leaving Michigan. I mean, she you could tell yeah. this. But yeah, I we connected Michigan. again in Miami. And, and then, then we lived in the same apartment building. We yeah. lived like. Yeah, that's, so, so that's why I thought that. So yeah. I actually like spent, like, I guess it was what, the second half of my college yeah. life with Fran? Yeah, and then I moved into Megan's apartment building yeah. i bought megan's washer and dryer from her parents yeah like, <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that it, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird because like i do like i think a fr- friend is like also in college like yeah because you know how like you, in your life you have like your high school friends and then your college friends and then you're the after call or whatever we have crossover we have such a crossover yeah. because she was in miami at fiu i know i was at the art institute which is like close to fiu okay mm-hmm. it's like down the block from where you went to school yeah and then um 
Anyway, so she we were, lived in the same building and yeah. we were friends with yeah. So middle school, high school, and technically college yeah. is when we were hanging wow. out. Yeah. So you were doing theater stuff. Yeah, I went to school for theater and then I left and studied graphic design. Uh, I Which was, you still do and are quite kind of yeah. Like I'd always at. just been really into design stuff before when I went to Dreyfus. I. Um, tried to get into the art department and I like got into art. I got into theater and I got into communications, but remember when they were doing like the lotto yeah. where you had to, like, I remember once that, you yeah. got in, then you put, went into a lotto and I only wanted to go into the lotto for theater. But senior year, I did take like some art classes and I was always like really into the computer and I had a website like all through middle and high school. What was your website? Was it like a, like, what kind of website was it? It was like a it was like a blog before yeah. it was a blog before a blog no in the nineties. So this is like pre MySpace. I went to I went to French um, High was like the first one <laughs> to do anything like technical. Like we were like I was. It worked out too. No, it totally worked out. But I, yeah, I do. I remember, remember I was the historian and I like made a scrapbook and like a collage thing. She was and, al- she's always been really good like arts crafts wise like yeah. I we would she would write me these letters you would write yeah. me letters <laughs> and like I have like when I was cleaning out my house my parents house I was I had this whole box of letters and Franz are just like so I mean I would like write people's names like really cool yeah. really into like calligraphy and stuff and I I got a bootleg copy of Photoshop in middle school and I went to computer camp and I learned how to code and like do like video game type stuff and like website stuff. And so when I was in college, I got a job doing uh, web design and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll do this and like act on the side. It was very practical. But you were, do- you, you were also doing, <laughs> you com- were weren't you doing comedy at the same time? Yeah, so I remember I was, but I was like, Oh, maybe I'll design websites and that'll be my day job. And I'll do like comedy at night or something. But wait, so was that your thought after that was in high school? You were having that thought? Uh, when no. I was in college, when I was right. at Michigan, I was in the acting program. Yeah. And so I was, walk us through that. I was unhappy there. I was on scholarship my first year and then my scholarship didn't get renewed. And so why I, were you unhappy there? Um, well, one, I didn't have any money and I had to work all these jobs. And I, I mean, in retrospect, this sounds bad, but I was getting cast in shows. So like I had no free time and then I was working all the time and I was just, I don't know. The acting program was very competitive in a way that just made me feel bad. Like. I don't know. Like everybody had fucking eating disorders and they would yeah. weigh us and like measure us. They weighed you? Yeah. So they would like measure you. I don't think we, they weighed us. They measured us every semester, even if you weren't in a show. So if you did get cast in a show, they could start making right. your costume I, immediately. Like your weight, I, like just the whole. I yeah. do remember they this They would like too. take yeah. your measurements. And I remember like one time coming back and like the costume lady being like, looks like you had a good Thanksgiving. And oh God, I was like, te- like me and my friend would just like, run every morning and like run between classes and like not really eat and it was just like really not a healthy environment in that way and I felt like it wasn't making acting fun and they were uh, it was a lot of like talk about the worst moment of your life and then like access that in your monologue and to me that didn't feel fun so (laughs) no yeah it's so intense why (laughs) it's so intense this is not acting to Uh, me did you connect with people there like did you have yeah my best friend to this day I met at Michigan DeLon Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and and I'm still friends with some people that I went to Michigan with, um, but not a ton. So was that a hard choice for you? Because kind of growing up in theater. Yeah, I think that that's also why I wanted to leave. I felt kind of burnt out on acting. Like I got to 
college for acting and it felt like starting over in like seventh grade like we were just doing all this dumb like rolling around yeah. on the floor and I was like what well, are we doing I think that's something that's like really hard from and I noticed that too like coming from school of the arts where it was like essentially a conservatory college like right. we were doing college level shit and like I, I just felt like we all left that program like feel, like pretty molded and like really well, we like, acting for a really long, long time. <laughs> so like by the time we get to an art school, like a, a conservatory college, like it, they burnt out. Yeah. Well, one, we're burnt out. But two, like we kind of already have like the, like I remember my dean, her biggest thing was like, you have these bag of tricks like you have this like, you, you know, sh- you're so molded. And her like biggest goal was to break me down. But it's like I just fucking spent 10 years like becoming this like right. actor. Yeah. And now. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Now I'm starting all over again. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. And it was really expensive. Like I yeah. lost my scholarship because it wasn't a need based scholarship like you're second year it was all just the teachers voted on who got scholarships and I was a sophomore so I didn't know any teachers so I didn't I had not enough people to vote for me so I didn't get my scholarship renewed and so I was working all these jobs and I like I literally couldn't eat and and when I got that job doing uh, web design on campus I was like oh maybe this could be my job like maybe I'll study this and you liked it I did I thought it was really interesting it was challenging like I like I'm very like solution oriented and I like the idea of like, hey, this company needs this thing and you need to use these colors. It needs to be this timeline. It needs to look like this. Like it feels like a math problem with art. Yeah, with creativity. Yeah, um, I really like that about it. I feel like Um, it's nice to like come to completion with something, to finish a project. Yeah, yeah. It's very project oriented. I mean, you do, of course, have to like listen to what the client wants, but I was really excited about that. And when I moved back to Florida to go to school for design I was excited but it was really hard because I was so used to being such a good actress that that I went to school for design and I like wasn't the best yeah I didn't know how to do things I I remember I got like a C in uh, graphic design history and I was so upset I was just like what I can't believe this. this is like nuts I'm so good at everything I can't do this so it was really like humbling to go from being where I left acting school like fuck this I don't need this I'm an actress I'm gonna do something else and then going to design school and realizing like oh I taught myself Photoshop but I don't actually like really know how to use this correctly but also how fun to like learn new things oh my god yeah it was it was great but it was also it was very hard like I was very I'm not good with stress management and something I'm working on. And I've gotten a lot better at, but man, I tell Patrick all the time. I can't believe we stayed together because I was a nightmare when I was in college. I was just so stressed out and just crying all the time and just like, Ugh. so when you decided to leave Michigan, were you still in the program when you like applied for, um, yeah, the art Institute? Yeah. I mean the art Institute, it's funny cause I had a great experience there, but it is like one of those colleges where you don't have to audition or anything. You just yeah. pay. Is that Fort Lauderdale? They're, they have them everywhere. Okay. There was actually a class action lawsuit against them because people would basically say like, I want to go to this art school and then they wouldn't be successful because like they had no actual artistic talent. It right. was one of those schools where they let any, it's like a technical school. Yeah. Like Ber- Berkeley's almost like that too in Boston, the music school. Like if you got the money, they'll let you in. Or what's that radio school that everyone was going to? I went, Connecticut, Connecticut School, school Broadcasting. Broadcasting. I went right. there. And you make what you make. You got to just make your own yeah. way you have to you get out of it what you put into it and I think a lot of people who went to the art institute thinking they were gonna get the typical college experience were really overwhelmed because it was like really long classes it was like a very truncated experience like three years to get 
get your degree, which yeah. for me, I was like, great. I already spent a year and a half in Michigan. I want to yeah. get, get the shit over with. And some people got get in there and they're just like, fuck, I can't do this. This is too overwhelming. No one's like helping me. There's no like college atmosphere and experience like we didn't have a yeah, camp but right. like we didn't have dorms all that stuff but for me I was like great I'm trying to get the fuck out of here you had like the drive to, to pull yeah, it off so I was just like I can do this I can get out of here um, so yeah it was it was eye opening and that like I did something different um, but it was really hard <laughs> so did you yeah. start doing comedy while you were at the art institute yeah, because I, I remember did. And I'm tr- did you well because yeah, I remember you I, and I, I was doing stand up together remember but you were still in college then I, I think it was like it was, right at the end of my college experience. I like, it was right after college, but maybe I don't know. And I, I think it might have been a little bit of overlap. I specifically remember yeah. a night I was working at the radio station and we were hosting some sort of comedy night. It's so long ago, but you were on the show. I don't remember. I, it was at a long improv? time. It wasn't, it was like, it was at like a bar. It wasn't a typical oh. comedy Oh, at the room. Funky Buddha? No, but, funky so, Buddha. But, but I remember you killed and it was, it was great. And yeah. it was, it was Yeah, it was Megan wonderful. and I started doing stand-up together. We like read that stand-up uh, Bible together, the yeah. comedy Bible together and started. We would practice in like our bedrooms or like, remember we would, like I remember practicing like in Christina Danello's bedroom well, with yeah. Greg Roman. Well, I remember Eric, no? Eric, when he wanted to do stand up, we were at a party at Christina's and he like locked us in Christina's bedroom and like made us listen to his act. And I, yeah. and that's when I was like, Oh, whoa, this is really cool. I want to do that. Like, this yeah. is awesome. Um, and Eric was somebody that encouraged me a ton. Like when he moved to New York, I remember him texting me and being like, there's no black girls that are like you up here. And I was like, Whoa, oh. what does that mean? And he was just like, you, you got to just do it. You guys do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I remember when he first he, told me, he's like, I think I'm going to start doing stand up comedy. And I'm like, duh. <clears throat> Yeah. He's the funniest fucking person he, I've ever met in yeah, my life. He's always been like a good friend and he's always been super encouraging. Like, yeah. like when, even when, when I remember when he first moved out here to LA, he was like, and I was kind of like just leaving the cruise ship and you know, whatever. And he was just like, dude, you got to get out here. We have a pact. Like you got to, yeah. you know, you're so funny, blah, blah. He's just, I think that that's a lot of people in our group. Like we have yeah. a lot of very successful driven friends. I think it says something to have been so young and all of us knew that we wanted to be in entertainment in some way, shape or form. Like Eric wasn't a actor in high school. He was a musician, but he knew he had a story to tell and like wanted to make something, you know, all of us musicians or actors or writers or whatever. And so it's very cool to see us now. However, I mean, 15 16 years later um, all still figuring it out and still trying to make it happen you know I think that's really cool and so Eric was super encouraging and and even like you and I being able to work together and you guys now having a podcast like I think it's very like intrinsic to our group of friends it's It's really cool and it is like you know because in 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 this like this like hustle of like trying to like have this career and you know it's not it's really fucking hard and it's not you don't get to a place and stay there you have to keep going and like you know you'll ride like a wave of success for a week or I'm laughing because yeah. I'm like <laughs> it's so true it's, true. it's yeah. like you can accomplish something and then you get those accolades and then it's like okay now there's something new yeah. and someone keep new going. and like you just have to keep it up which can be very stressful but I feel like just to hop on what you're saying with our group of friends like it's really nice and reassuring to like we're all kind of going through it and like 
you know everybody goes through it no mm-hmm. matter how successful you are and, sure. and you know that based on friends yeah. that we have that are super successful right, yeah. and you know yeah. when they're like man I was really close to getting this gig or this thing didn't work out or whatever you kind of need that perspective because when you're going through it it feels like you're the only person it's happened to ever like you're going through it by yourself like it's, it's the end of it, the world and totally. it's really not and it's it's just nice because it's like I'll go back to Florida or whatever and like you know hang out with my sister and her friends for example and you know not discrediting them I'm envious of that life to a certain extent you know if they're all very stable and they're all have this like it's cozy cozy beautiful life and security and security and it's like what a wonderful thing and like so to them me being like oh I don't well I did this or I didn't do this did you get that show no I didn't did you what and like I don't know. It can like put you in your head for me anyway. It can put me in my head one, but then also like I'm the outcast, you know, like I don't know. So it's good to have your support group of friends it, that just, are also. Right. I mean, I guess struggle. I'm saying the obvious, but it's like coming back like with our group of friends, like, I don't know. It's just nice that we're it's all super. I feel very grateful that we have yeah. our group of friends. It's unbelievable. So I want to know. When, Sorry, was that no, really no, 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 great. I totally feel what you're saying. I feel saying. like at, towards the end, both of you were like, okay. No, I'm just, no, I just, I'm like, I take back everything I just said about our group of friends. Face. Well, Francesca, that's your listening face? I know, I'm trying to work on, it's a podcast. It looks like a resting bitch face today. I know, today, listen, it's a podcast. This is a, this is an audio media. <laughs> it looks like a, okay, we get it. Shut up, Megan. So, <laughs> so, no, so I want to know, when, when did you start getting into, because I think a huge thing for you in your career was you, you started getting some real success on YouTube. Yeah. And had, so obviously you're always on the forefront with computer stuff. You were doing comedy. Obviously your videos have a lot of comedy yeah. in them. When, when did you start making videos? How did you get into it? Yeah. What was that process? So I started making videos uh, in 2006, which mm-hmm. was uh, right after I graduated from college. What was your first video? Uh, it was my dog Kaya jumping on my bed to a it like this was before YouTube was a place to like produce content. It was just a place to be like, look, I made a video. Like yeah. I had a phone that yeah. had video on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. And Patrick was put like jumping on the bed and playing music and the dog was jumping around. So like that was it. It was not like yeah. real content or anything. Um, but yeah, YouTube was founded in 2005. So um, when I graduated, I asked for, a Mac that had the little camera in it because I wanted to try and make videos. I was like, cool, I want to do that. So I started making videos and I actually started making like hair videos. Um, I remember I had, those. Yeah, when I had dreads. So I was making these hair videos and then I started doing comedy. So I started doing like sketches and characters and stuff. And um, and then I won a contest to go to the Emmys in 2000. So this was kind of like your launch, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So I entered, I've always been a contest queen. I don't know if you know <laughs> no, that. I, I do know but that. But like I've won a ton of contests. <laughs> that is so funny. I don't know why. Um, was one, this the best contest you've won? Mm, no. Are you still uh, okay, You won a vacation to I fucking... I won a vacation to Morocco. <laughs> I, won vaca- I won a vacation to Bahamas. You did? I won a trip to the Grammys. <laughs> I went crazy. I want a trip to the Grammys. You did? This year? No, no. The, the, well, no, no, no. This is about nine years ago. Wow. I was in Ocean City, Maryland, and they had a thing called Ocean City oh, Idol, great. and I oh, won Ocean City Idol. <laughs> yeah, they flew me out to the Grammys. Yeah, so I was 
similarly was entering contests all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was a contest where you had to pretend to do an interview. And I interviewed Pat and our dog, Phil, Filthy. This is so cute. I remember And I like, I made a green screen and I made it look like we were on an actual red carpet. I wore like this little red carpet dress. It was terrible. Um, And then I got to the finals and then I like, I threw a party to like get people to vote for me, like at a club in Miami. I don't know if you remember this. I had little stations where you could vote for me. I do feel like I remember. I I sent out a press release to like the local paper. There was a big picture of me. You are so good at content. Like I was just like. tapped into the content. I, I was just like marketing. Well, I had all this marketing experience from like websites and design. And then I got a job. Um, doing communications for the like city a perfect of Miami storm. Beach. So it's... I was like, cool, I'm gonna I had this list of like um, people. PR people, so I sent them out. I sent out a press release and I remember the lady emailing me and being like, Do you know how I'm gonna hold a Francesca Ramsey? And I was like, I'm Francesca Ramsey. <laughs> She's like, You sent me a press release about yourself? And I was like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So I won this contest and then I um Pat and I went to the Emmys and I interviewed celebs on the red carpet and I I was certain that this was it I was like I've made it like right. I am gonna be famous I remember my boss like taking me into her office and being like just give me two weeks notice if you're gonna leave and go to LA and I was like sure no problem I'll let you know and then the Emmys were over I flew back to Miami so we, and I went to work that <laughs> nothing so, happened I remember <laughs> watching you at the, uh, so during you that though interviewed people at the red carpet. yeah uh, Kathy Griffin I sang with jo- Josh Groban on the we sang you raised this. me up we sang it on the red carpet uh, the cast of The Office um, Christina Richards from Mad Men were you nervous I was but I also was like I, I just I don't know I had a bizarre level of confidence maybe it was like delusion that like this was my break I just really thought that this was going to be the thing I was just like people.com is going to hire me like this is going to be a launching point for me and it wasn't (laughs) but you're close you are close to what became your break yeah I remember it helped it like it it got me on YouTube's radar it built my relationship with YouTube I got a bunch of jobs through them because of that like I hosted a party on an airplane circling San Francisco for YouTube yeah I did (laughs) do you think it helped that you got on the YouTube thing so early yeah I think it did I think it helped also that I built a relationship with like YouTube the platform like it wasn't just about numbers for me like I had a minorly successful channel but I also you know I could read a teleprompter I could improv I could host I could do things where if YouTube was having a panel at the space or they needed someone to talk to a local reporter they knew they could ask me and Mm -hmm. I could like string a sentence together you know and or I could actually send you the picture in the right format and whatever like a lot of times I got opportunities because I knew how to like package my shit you know and like make it look nice so so it's a blessing that you did all yeah, these things, that you totally. did the theater and that you did the graphic yeah. design. and Yeah. Yeah. It all, it all came together. And then I won another contest. I won. Um, <laughs> How many have you won? Contests? Uh, too many. Too many. Uh, I won a next up contest where I won 35 grand from YouTube and you yeah. based, 35 grand. Yeah. I won 35 grand. And based off of that, I quit my job and then I made shit white girls say. So like I bought right. all new equipment. Shit. I bought right. computer and I bought, you know, cameras and YouTube actually, brought us to New York or well, I already lived in New York but they brought us to the YouTube offices and like taught us like all the secrets behind YouTube and it was supposed to be here's the class of the people who are going to be the next YouTube stars and it was two months later that I made shit white girls say now I remember so. shit white girls say so well <laughs> I remember the day you made it yeah 
<laughs> you made it in Florida, I right? No, no I, will, I, I, well, or we, you made it. I made it in New, New York. York. I yeah. made it in New York, but I was inspired when I was home at our Christmas party because I went home to the Christmas party and I wasn't drinking because I was driving mm-hmm. and everybody was drunk mm-hmm. and. I think I had had, I mean, I'd had dreads for a bit, but I hadn't been home for a while. So I feel like a lot of people was their first time seeing me with dreads. Mm -hmm. So there were just a lot of people touching my head and being like, is this yours? Oh my God, I want to touch your hair. And uh, Shit Girls Say had gone viral a few months before. So I knew I wanted to make a parody, but I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then when I was at that party is when it clicked for me and I made a little list of things on my like iPhone notepad and I was like oh I think this will be the video um, and then I made it when I got back to New York how long did it take you to shoot it um uh, I shot it over just like one day with a friend um I usually filmed all my own stuff but because there were so many scenes that were outside of the apartment I just had a friend film it for me and then I just edited it over the weekend and then I posted it before I went to work I was working as a graphic designer so I remember we talked around the time like you posted it you're like hey I just made this video I think it's really <laughs> was funny. I home in Florida Sorry. I know I don't I don't know where you well, were. No, yeah, no, no. you were. Well, I would know because I, yeah, I was working on the cruise ship. I must have been home for an, on a vacation. No, you had moved to LA because no. Yeah, you did because when you No, 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 because no, when we did Anderson Cooper They flew you from LA. No, they flew me well, from hold it. Let's get there. Florida. Let's get there. I wasn't in LA yet. I moved to LA after Anderson Cooper. Really? Let's yeah. get to Anderson Cooper because this is this was so exciting for me. Yeah, because fr- Megan and I were on my first national television appearance. We did oh, together. Oh, we got it. So, so no, no. <laughs> so, so this weird. is what's unbelievable. You're like, hey, you show me the video. This is like, I don't remember this. I remember. Okay. This. And it was like right when it came out, mm-hmm. and I remember just being like, this is fucking hilarious, like <laughs> hilarious. And I was showing it to my friends, and I, it was literally one of these things. Like, I woke up the next morning, went to show it to a friend, and I was like, holy shit, this has like 400, like. Yeah, it blew up. Yeah, it blew up so fast. It had a million views by the time I got to lunch. And I, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. So did you get, did someone share it? Did you get in the loop? Yeah, because I this mean, like was a game changer for I your mean, career. I, it was kind of just the perfect storm in that shit girls say had already gone viral and everybody was making parodies of it. I feel like like that's my first memory of like a viral video is shit girls say. Yeah, so shit girls say was huge and um like... Patricia Arquette was in it or like or, some some celebrity Julia, Julia Lewis. yeah Juliette Lewis was in it yeah and so it was huge like they made yeah. three or four of them and they all had millions and millions of views and so people were making like shit boys say shit dogs say shit mom say shit this says and so everyone is making them and I was like oh I want to make one because I had just come off of this whole training program and the whole program was about being topical being timely like seeing what the trends were what is everybody talking about it how can you put your own personal spin on it and so I really wanted to make I think it was something like shit suburban girls say and I remember Pat being like that doesn't make any sense like no one's gonna understand that and I was like well it's about what white girls always say to me and Patrick who I don't even want to give him the credit but I will (laughs) he was like you should make it shit white girls say to black girls and I was like but that's not the meme is I was like that's not the meme it's shit girls say and he was like yeah but that one doesn't fit yours it should be to something else and I was just like I don't know I feel like that's I don't know if it's gonna work because like I just was so worried that changing the title was Mm -hmm. gonna fuck it up but it ended up working to my benefit because then everybody started making two something else. So then it was like shit parents say to their gay kids. You kind of yeah. started that yeah. new that trend. Shit that girls say to gay guys became one. You know, so uh, 
I it was again the perfect storm of like stuff was already viral I put my own spin on it it was very unique to my voice no one else had done it before um people really weren't talking about race and privilege in the way that we are now Mm -hmm. um this was 2012 which is not that long ago but a lot has happened so much has happened that like when that video came out there were people messaging me that were just like this is my experience in my small town in Iowa where I'm the only black girl and I I just didn't anticipate that and so it was a combination of those things that made it viral in the most organic sense that people were just sharing it because they were like you have to see this this is my experience and so you got like a lot of backlash for it but then also a lot of like (laughs) a lot of like like um you know praise for it as well and then what was the turnaround time because i almost feel like it was like it went viral and then like was it two days later and just you they were like like, that day i was just getting I mean, that whole day was so unproductive at work. I was just crying because my inbox was just exploding. Like, I auditioned for SNL. Yeah. I was doing interviews with, like, The Village Voice and The Huffington Post and MTV interviewed me. And then Anderson reached out. But Um, that was, like, because I'm just – and I'm sorry that I'm stuck on this because I'm – it must have been because when I was in Florida, like, I was only home for, like, Three weeks. I don't remember. For, in my mind, it in, must have been like legit, like within you, a couple days. What year did you move to LA? 2012. Wow. I f- in, in my mind, I remember you have just being in LA. No. This is how I remember. Yeah. But again, I could be wrong. But I remember you had just moved to LA uh, because you moved to LA while I was still in Miami. I hadn't, oh. I hadn't moved. Well, I, I thought. I don't know. I mean, so, it was when you went on the cruise or something. So what I want to know is. You make a viral video. Megan ends up on Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Wait, wh- yeah. <laughs> please, please enlighten me. So the the reporter from or like the sorry producer. to cut you off. The only reason I kept bringing that up is okay. because like it's just the turnaround was so crazy. Yeah, it was really. It fast. was literally like overnight. Your thing went fucking crazy yeah. viral, and then I I could be wrong, but it was something literally like. Two days later, Anderson Cooper's team reached out. Was like, "Come to be on the show." Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, the the show was a daily show, so they needed things like that were just happening, happening right, right then. then. Yeah. Um. So the producer was like, "Is this video based on one particular person?" And I was like, "No, not really. It's based on lots of things people have said to me." But the voice I was doing was based on a friend that I went to high school with, Megan, because I was like, "Eh." <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, a, my God. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, I'm like black. Me. And I was just like, Brand's doing- been doing my voice also forever. Like, since we yeah, were like 12. Like, just like, oh, my God. Like, so the video is shit Megan says to black girls. <laughs> so basically the video is Megan's that. a fucking racist. No, it's basically Megan. Um, so, yeah, I was like, well, this girl I went to high school with, uh, like, I kind of was just basing the voice on her. And I was smoking a cigarette at one point in the video. Like, people were like, I can't believe you smoke. And I was like, I'm not smoking. I'm being this girl I know that smokes. And I felt like it just oh, was, You had like a blonde Like Megan blonde, type wig I had a blonde wig on And I was smoking <laughs> this cigarette And so they were like They were like Well do you think that she would be On the show with you And I was like I don't know uh, Maybe And I just remember I emailed you I You think. called me Really? I thought I you emailed you You called me And you were like Okay so this is really crazy <laughs> <laughs> No, because legit, I had just come home on vacation from working on the cruise ship. I was gonna be home for like I was gonna be home for like three weeks. While I was home, this video goes viral. Fran calls me like the next day and was like, "This is crazy." And I was like, "We were just talking about how crazy it was." Yeah. Cut to like 
the next day. So like two days later, she's like, so this is really weird, but like, do you want to be on Anderson Cooper with me? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, back up. I don't understand. And then and I was, was like, they will fly you to New York and put you in a hotel so that you can come be on Anderson Cooper with me. Yeah. And I was she like, said, yeah. Yeah. Who would She said, yes. Your picture in my phone when you call is the picture oh. of you in the audience. Like, Neh. oh God. And also I had a lot of Botox at that time. You had Botox? <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, was it cruise ship okay. Botox? Wait, you had Botox? Okay, I had so much Botox during that show. And the reason is because I had to France. I didn't, you knew this. No. There is a picture. I have got to get you this picture. There's a picture that um, it was like that time that Dom keeps on him. It's like on. Like, it's unbelievable. And Botox, like, Megan's I look a like thing. a drag queen. So like. I didn't know you were getting both. I mean, well, you had told me that you had gotten it once, but I didn't know. So basically I was a. The stint I did, like my contract on the ship, I did right before I went home mm-hmm. for on vacation and then happened to go on Anderson Cooper with you. Uh, I was doing promotions on the ship TV for like all of the, you know, departments. Spa, all the spa stuff. Right. And so one of them was the spa stuff. And there was the... Uh, what what's this? What's a Botox person called? The spokesperson? No, Botox person. I have no I idea. I don't know. What, what do you mean? Beyond. Like a, uh, a representative? No, the person who like an esthetician oh, or like a medical okay, doctor. Sure. Okay. Anyway, wouldn't have got, gotten that. No. I mean, either somebody yes. who performs Botox. Okay. On, I'm gonna listen to this later and be like, "You're a fucking asshole." It's this. Anyway, regardless, Doctor Shirley was her name. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Shirley. And she was like, I was doing promotions for certain departments and she like found me and was like, listen, I want to get more business in my, you know, Botox. You're a walking billboard for her. Totally. So I did these like before and after things for her. And then that was like a big craze on the ship and she started getting a lot of business. So then, because I did one, I was like, okay, I'll do one, whatever. What's it going to do? Botox, whatever. And... But then it wears off and it gets bad, then right? Then it wears off. And then, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. So then Dr. Shirley, I would like find her, like I would be like doing a show and I would find her like in the back of the audience, like watching me. And she, <laughs> and she like kept, and then she, she started like following me. Dr. Shirley. And and because she was a like. a nightmare. Because my, that ad like kept running. And so like. She you was know, like, I don't want you to fuck up my business. She was like, I don't want people to like see you after they saw the ad on TV <laughs> oh, and no. see that you now have a wrinkle. So she kept giving me free. She was like, a pusher. She kept pushing Botox on me. She kept going, well, it looks like it's coming back and I want you to look like how it looks on the thing. So I don't want. So anyway, I got off of that contract like frozen. Like my face was. And then. Wow. Fran's like, come on, be an Anderson Cooper. <laughs> no, no I'm idea. on Anderson Cooper and my head is like shiny as fuck because there's no it's <laughs> oh literally like a tabletop you look like joan rivers or something i had no idea oh yeah i had no idea so um, she was in the audience yeah so yeah. she was in the audience and um they did a whole segment about <laughs> me in the video they did like person on the street like asking people like do you think this is racist and people are like i do i hate that girl <laughs> like, <laughs> me in the studio like okay oh. great um and then they like then Anderson Cooper was like, well, for people who think that for Jessica stereotyping all white people, this video is actually like based on a friend of hers. And then he like goes into the audience and Megan stands Botox up. Megan's and just Megan, sitting there like, hi. Megan stands up and she's like, hi. And then, and then I go, and then, and then he goes, so, so you're doing her voice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing her voice. And then Megan goes, I know, you've been doing it forever. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Is there footage of this? Yes. yes. I've, 
How have I not seen this video? I'll I send don't it know. To you. Oh, oh, YouTube, God. please do. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Unbelievable. Uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I have a DVD of it somewhere in my apartment, but it's definitely online. Were also. you nervous being on Anderson? Because that's I probably was. one of your first big TV. I things. was. Uh, it was my first uh, televised. Well, I'd been on TV before, but it was my first like national. <laughs> yeah, TV yeah, yeah. Thing. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I just have this memory of. So if we're there. It's France thing, right? Obviously, this is France <laughs> thing. And but like they're doing our hair and our makeup and wardrobe. No, I did my own hair and I showed up with my makeup done because I didn't know I didn't know like if they would I was like I took (laughs) advantage of where's the Botox (laughs) no I literally like went in with like not like they did my hair full hair full makeup and then I remember being in the bathroom with Fran I just like keep in mind this is her thing and I'm like oh of course you did it yours and I'm like friend what should I wear does this look good do these pants these pants these pants and you were so nice and you were just like no that like if I were you, I would have been like, shut up, bitch. This is my thing. Like, well, I also have known you long enough to know, like, yeah. you know what? Okay, Megan. Like, it's very on brand for Megan. It's, yes. No, it totally is. You are you are who you are. Like, I feel like yeah. we all change and evolve, but at our heart, we still are the same people. And like, yeah, yeah that was you. And it was, I was, I knew that you would be game for it or I hoped that you would, but yeah. I also knew that like, you know how to turn it on and that like when Anderson would go to you, like you would say something funny and it would be great, you know? So yeah, Megan was like part of the segment and that's amazing. Yeah. It was very, send that to me. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a doozy, but yeah, it was, it, I wasn't nervous, but in retrospect, I was just so not prepared. Like I didn't have a publicist. I didn't have any media training. Like I didn't see the questions beforehand. Like I wasn't prepped on how to answer the questions. And I also have severe resting bitch face. So they like edited me at points to make it look like I was sad. Like there were people in the audience that were like, she's this and this and then it would like cut to me and I was just kind of like mm. <laughs> but I wasn't but that's not sad right. but I wasn't sad like I was just like sitting there listening I remember at one point I kind of got into it with this lady yeah but the way that they edited it made it look again it was a learning experience for me like I didn't know how b-roll worked so mm-hmm. you know when they make those dramatic zooms yeah. and like you know because yeah. you're on a game show yeah. like they just edit you together to service the story and of I course. don't hold anything against Anderson and the producers it just Brian was a producer on that show remember uh, oh yeah Brian Dom, Johnson Dom's friend yeah yeah. Um, yeah on the game show they edited it so I literally say my name's Megan I'm a master manipulator <laughs> oh that's and, like, and that's like a phrase that and, our friends say now, once a week now yeah shut up about it. I'm like, I didn't say it like that. I'm like, no, that wasn't the sentence. Yeah, they really, yeah. they, I mean, you have to supply the content. Like, when you see reality shows and they're like, I was taken out of context. Like, yeah, but you did say it. They mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. sliced and diced yeah. it. And so yeah. that's what happened to me. And Do you watch it now? Have oh, you I don't. Oh, God. I don't want to see it at yeah. all. It's, I mean. I do. Yeah. I have to see. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look should, it up. You should absolutely watch it. Um, But. Yeah, it was eye-opening. I was not prepared for the praise. I wasn't prepared for the backlash. I was very depressed. I was very... You were? Like, yeah, I was so depressed because I, I was getting, like, death threats. I mean, right. death threats are, like, a part of my life now. But, like, at that time, I was just like, I want to make funny videos. Like, why is everyone so mad at me? And and even to be on national television and have a lady in the audience be like, I think you're racist against me. Why didn't you make a video just called Stuff Dumb People Say? And I was like, the meme is Shit Girls Say. <laughs> so I made a video called Shit White Girls Say. It's not saying about all. And I, again, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know how to verbalize what the video was really about or why I made it. Like I, I kind of knew, but 
the the way that I talk about my work now, it, it's evolved so much yeah. that I couldn't really I couldn't really stand up for myself. I feel like, and that's okay. Like I don't think ill of the experience. I just look back on it and I kind of cringe. So do you feel like you kind of just like stumble because like now you're I feel like you're known. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're known as somebody who. Um, is going to talk about things that are yeah. uh, maybe sensitive topics and you're going to be on, like open yeah. and honest about things and you're talking very unapologetically about race and, you know, uh, like gender, orientation, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why my book is called Well, That Escalated Quickly, Memoirs and Mistakes of an Accidental Activist. Like I accidentally became someone that... So you stumbled upon this voice that you now have and what yeah. you're looking for from this video. Yeah, like yeah. I made a video about just my experience going to a predominantly white school and just what it was like to be in situations where I had well-meaning friends and sometimes coworkers and teachers who would say things to me that made me uncomfortable, but I didn't understand why they made me uncomfortable or how to speak up for myself about why they made me uncomfortable. Um, and so that video started this global conversation, you know, 12 million views later that is still part of my life today. Like it's still part of why I get jobs and how I got a book deal and how I got to do all these cool things. Yeah. Oh, and well, one of your main jobs is you host a show called Decoded. Yeah. And I feel like this was kind of the birth yeah. of that show. So how did you end up getting on MTV and, and yeah. doing this show? So I uh, pitched a show after Shit White Girls Say, I got a manager and I got an agent and um, developed this TV show um, with my manager we pitched a bunch of places no one bought it but MTV was one place we pitched to and they had a show a web series about like feminism and pop culture and they were like we want to do something similar about race would you be interested and I was like that sounds really cool so they paired me with a production company and we developed Decoded and then we pitched it to them mm-hmm. um, and MTV bought it so um, I'm the host but I'm also the exec producer like That's I so created cool. the show and it's still it's still yeah we just finished our seventh season wow. um, so we've got like 90 something episodes we've been doing it since 2015 crazy so it was in development for so it was in development for like a year and a half and so I still had a regular job I, w- I was working my job as a writer at Upworthy and doing de- developing decoded on the side so I was kind of like oh I hope this works out I don't know what it's gonna gonna be um but yeah decoded's been awesome I mean it's really an evolution of what I was doing by myself for so long, mm-hmm. which is just like talking about identity and race and pop culture with like jokes and graphics. And they're really short and easily digestible. They're like five to six mm-hmm. minutes. And now you just have a team. It's essentially what you're yeah. doing on your own. Yeah. Support. Yeah. And I didn't realize similarly to how like graphic design prepared me to be a producer, making videos and editing by myself prepared mm-hmm. me to be a producer. Like I know how to edit. I know what coverage we should get. I know how to stitch together a conversation that didn't really happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to play multiple characters and make it look like they're all in the same plane or whatever. Um, just because I, through trial and error, learned how to do it myself. And because I was doing design, I was like making my titles and like doing animation and stuff. So now I know how to tell somebody like, this is what I want. Here's how long it should take. Here's how long it, much it should cost. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did it myself. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's been awesome. I um I don't know. I'm I I love to code it and it's been so awesome, but it also is kind of like a thorn in my side <laughs> because like it brings me so much harassment, which is yeah, just like it's... bizarre. Um 
But I think it kind of comes with the territory when you talk about stuff that's important. As you know, you talk about important shit on Facebook and then suddenly people block you. Suddenly they don't want to be your friend anymore. I got blocked on Facebook (laughs) yesterday. We were talking about Bernie and Hillary. It it got messy. Yeah, it gets heated. It does get heated. Yeah. Do your, do, uh, is the backlash coming in email or is it like, I mean, Um, well, I, and what do you, how do you protect yourself now with all this? So I, okay. So a big, part of like my response to it and I'm so thankful for my manager because she's really good at handling a lot of stuff I um I like scrubbed my email from the internet uh you might have emailed my old email address and gotten a message that's like I don't use this email address anymore and it doesn't tell you like what my new email address is it's just like sorry I don't use this email address anymore um if you want to contact me it goes through my website um and my assistant reads all my emails on my website so if I get hate mail, she sees it oh, and I don't see it. That's nice. If anything's like really threatening, she sends it to my manager and my we have people that can track that's them great. down if needed. Um, I don't read comments anymore uh, on YouTube and my assistant actually monitors the comments on my Facebook and uh, she has like administrative privileges. So if someone says something harassing or threatening, she can flag it. Um, she can block people. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Hi. Bye, John. Have a good rehearsal. And, and all of this, though, is a big, would you say a big influence into to why you wrote the book? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. You I have would, a book. Yeah. I wrote a book. You're a fucking author. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I wrote a book last year, um, and it's really about all of the things I learned by being a public person online and about communication and all the mistakes that I made and how I communicate with my audience, how I've communicated with my friends and my family. And, you know, for me, it was something that it sucks that I have so much knowledge about this, but also hopefully it could help other people because we are in a time where the internet is how we communicate and shit gets heated, shit blows up. And even if you have the best of intentions and even if it's somebody that you love or a stranger, a celebrity, Mm -hmm. it could just get out of hand. And so... I've had to implement all these things that kind of I still communicate with my audience, but I communicate with them and people that don't like me very differently now. Like I don't engage a lot of stuff because it's just not worth the time and energy. Mm-hmm. It will suck you down. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God, I've been arguing with this you person for three hours. Fight. Yeah. yeah, it will. It will eat up your time and. Even if you're right, you end up looking bad. It's just like not. It's not, it's cute. not worth it. No. Um. Do Do you have when writing the book? Uh. Was there somebody to help guide you? Like to like. Oh. Like I just feel like the idea of me going at a book. Oh, we I would love be, just Megan and a pen and paper. <laughs> Go, I girl. I would just be so and and especially because it's about your life and yeah. personal stuff. It's like I would be so all over the like. Well, I had an editor. Right. So I had an editor, and um, my literary agent was really helpful to me. Um, I had been approached to write a book right after Shit White Girls Say, and oh, my book proposal right after that was terrible. Like, it was just a jumbled mess. None of it made any sense. I can't believe I thought I was going to write a book, but nothing happened. Thank goodness. It was going to be called Shit White Girls Say. And I was like, why? I'm so glad I did not make, name my book that. Like, right. yeah. just capitalize on that. So. But I kept getting approached and I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. This is dumb. Um, But I've always gotten in the habit of, I've journaled my whole life. And so every time something would happen, I would just like write about it or like throw it in a Google Doc. So I started collecting ideas. And then when... Do you journal in in a notebook? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, like I draw and like 
I, I like I have paints and stuff like I sit down I'm just like Bleh, like whatever um but so I then also, will you retype it to put it in Google Doc well I I something journal like. but I like on Google Doc I would just have like a bulleted list yeah like here's a story here's a story right, here's right. a story and then when Nightly Show got canceled which was the TV show I was working on I was like well I think I now have to really buckle down and do this because I don't have a job and I thought well if I can sell this book I'll get my advance and then like I can kind of live off that money so. Yeah, I got, we got canceled in August, and then I wrote my proposal. I think I finished it in December. So um, I started meeting with literary agents. I had like an outline of here's how you write a book proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all very similar. You know, you have an introduction, who you mm-hmm. are, what this book is about, who the audience is for, mm-hmm. um, a list of chapters. You write sample chapters. And then I got a lit agent and she tore it apart and was like, here's what's bad about this. Here's what's good about this. And she like helped me fix it. And then we went and pitched it. And then I used that um, proposal to write the book. So I knew what the stories were already going to be. Right. And I already decided like, I wrote a little summary for each each chapter. You already knew like what it was. Yeah, I wasn't just starting yeah. from scratch. Um, How long was the whole process? Would you say of writing a year? It? A yeah. year. Yeah, it yeah. was a year. So, um, how often were you writing? Every day, and I was working on the pilot at the same time. Which Ooh, did I you? Don't, how do you discipline <laughs> yourself in that in the that scenario? Like, are you like I? I mean, I, had, I was under a contract, right? So if I didn't you, deliver on my contract, I was going to have to give back the money. That I well, the money, <laughs> the money's the influence, well, right? But I'm saying, like, if you have, like, I'm assuming you have a contract, and it's like, okay, your deadline is a certain day. So right. then, like, how do you discipline your you personally? How do you discipline yourself? Uh, do you say I'm going to write every day for two hours, or yeah, like? Yeah, so I was writing during the day on the show, and then I would come home, and I would, like, word vomit. Like, I would just – sometimes I would just record myself into Google Docs, like, talking about yeah. it, and it um, actually t- – uh, voice to text. Oh, that's so very good. it's really great. You have to kind of talk slow, but yeah. it really helps. Or you can just record into your phone, and then you can send it out to get transcribed. I use Rev.com. Dollar a minute. It's great. Um <laughs> Not that sponsored. Is, that is nice. Great. Um, so yeah, so I do that a lot of times for my writing to just like talk rather than because I'm I'll type and then I'll edit, I'll delete and then I'll type and then I'll delete and then yeah. I'll, I'll be like I didn't write anything. So I would just word vom, have it all out, and then I would just kind of go back and fix it and like make it more structured. Um, and I just tried to work on that for a few hours every night. Like that's also good for like stand up. I'm thinking. Yeah, you should totally do that because like recording like I'll do that I'll record myself to specifically for inflections yeah you should because if it, I write it you should send it out and uh get it transcribed or transcribe yeah. it yourself oh that's great yeah yeah what was that website again rev rev.com I use them for all the captions for like our podcast and for like my face like Instagram videos like when I post videos I try to put captions on them yeah the mm-hmm. captions because because yeah. everyone's just swiping and if you see the I even notice when I'm like watching yeah, videos more, I'm more, more gonna likely to watch a video with words yeah and, more and people listen. watch things that are captioned but also I do have like a deaf and hard of hearing audience and they I have a friend who is deaf and that's how we became friends she reached out to me and she was like why don't you caption your videos and I was like Ugh, I don't know and then she, we she, I started captioning my videos we that's met great. at an event we're friends so now I try to caption everything and um yeah you can send them audio like if you're doing an interview with someone you can send it to them and they'll caption it for oh, that's you that's awesome I love that yeah I'm gonna check out that website yeah they have an app too it's really great 
great. So I did a lot of that. Yeah. And then um, I just did a lot of hard deadlines with my editor mm-hmm. where I would just send her pages and she would just say like, great, do you think you can try and like flush this out to 12 pages can we get this around 15 or whatever mm-hmm. can you take this out and I would just be like great I'll get it to you by Friday or whatever day um, I love my Google Calendar I live and die by it um, We Don't Bang is in my uh, calendar oh that's so great. good oh we look we good in the calendar we look great yeah. in the calendar <laughs> we look great in, in the calendar yeah. yeah um so everything goes in my calendar yeah i have alerts for everything to remind me i have this great app called self-control that will block uh websites for a certain amount of time so when i need to write i block facebook i block twitter i block my email i do it like in one hour chunks so mm-hmm. i'll just block everything for an hour write 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 then take a little break have a little fun and then go back and Right for another all hour. These things. Need all of these things. Yeah, all the things. I'm very type A. <laughs> and, and right now, though, you are currently taking a break from yes. all social media. Yeah, that is huge because you have month. a huge social media presence. <laughs> social media so, is a huge yeah. part. So what you're saying to me, what I'm realizing right now is you won't be promoting this episode of the podcast. When does when does the pod come out? It comes out on Monday. Monday. Oh, well, I can promote it after. So it's, wait, when, when you do you get, get back, back on the social internet? Media? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wait, we need listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I just took off for the month because. You uh, took off the shortest month. That's. Yeah. I took off the shortest month. I mean, even the whole month. Like I was on for like the first few days. Um, I just, again, I was saying how I don't deal well with stress and I'm, it's something I'm trying to be better at and social media provides a huge amount of stress for me um, because it's work, but also um, the harassment of course, but then also like seeing what everybody else is doing. And I think just myself as an artist and as a person, I'm very sensitive and I don't want to be jealous, but like I will see what other people are doing and I'll internalize it as like, I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Like look at how great they are. And then I will put, hours into being like oh, oh I want to see what they're doing yeah. oh look they're IMDB oh look they blocked oh they like they booked this thing oh now I'm on this and I, I will just like start I think this is everybody everyone I mean yeah. this is I can totally notice a change from when like um, you know, if I wake up and the first thing I do is scroll through Instagram. To That's like, what I was doing every morning. Totally. And I went through a phase where like I realized I was like, why am I like I woke up fine. And then I went on and then I'm and then all of a sudden within minutes, I'm like in this fucking hole. Yeah. Like you're a piece of shit. You're not as good as this. And, this is and you're laying in bed and, like, and it's the first thing you're consuming. And I was noticing that I would wake up. I wake up early but then I would be like, God, I didn't get out of bed until like right. nine. And then you're, because I was in bed for 45 minutes scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, and analyzing Twitter. other people, putting together these narratives, and then like yeah. comparing yourself. Like, oh, God, oh, it's yeah. really bad. I'm feeling terrible. And, and I knew that I was coming out here for pilot season, and I just wanted to be as focused and productive as possible. And I just thought to myself, I'm not going to be productive if I'm looking at social media. And I don't even want to be telling people what I'm doing. That's my other problem is that it's part of my job to like yeah. promote. It's and fun I, though. I do like following you. I like, I, <laughs> hey, Graham fam. Like, and I'm missing that now. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, where's, yeah. oh, what a be? I know. I feel like it, what, yeah. what a good, like, what a good like test though and like and like it's willpower. It's been really good for me. Yeah. I'm so glad that I did it. And I even noticed when I did it, having feelings of like withdrawals. Like I would pick yeah. up my phone and I'd be like, 
what what do I do now? Because I just deleted Instagram off my phone. You just took it off. I just, I mean, I still have it. I still have an account. I just took the app off of my phone. Still, that's And I blocked it on my computer. And so I just would be bored like i would be in the uber and i'm yeah. like what do i do in the uber now I don't so what, have do you, what do you do in an uber yeah, without what do instagram you do in the uber um, now? look at my lines okay <laughs> answer yeah. emails maybe talk to the uber be driver present and be talk present. when you talk to a human being yeah i know i know it's, i talk to the person i mean not all the time because sometimes you do not want to talk no. to them no, thank you I, I yeah so sometimes i don't want to talk to them but like i also listen to podcasts or like put my music on and just like chill and just kind of like I feel like we all need to do that. Like, and, and it's also like the amount of, I feel like validation that mm-hmm. we get from this fucking fake world of it's social not media. Real. It's not real. And like, I mean, I'll notice that where it's like, if I'm kind of like uh, having a whatever day and then maybe I post something and it gets a lot of likes all of a sudden my, like I have this like sp- like endorphin rush like totally and then the opposite when you post something and like not enough people are commenting you're like why is no one commenting on this I just posted this really (laughs) cute thing and I worked so hard to make sure that the framing's right and like the colors and I and I like edited the photo so that it would look so perfect or sometimes I would be going places and I would think about what I was going to wear for the purpose of knowing that I was going to get photographed and then post of post it on my Instagram and I'd be like well this will photograph well what the fuck I'm not even it's I'm not even experiencing the place that I'm at I mean it's like a real addiction like seeking, yes. doing something to like having a vice that like gives you validation it's like a dopamine rush oh, it's, it's yeah. so insane so now that you've been taking this month I off I am inspired Fran I no, think I am too well this, this is what I'm do. saying though now that you've been taking this month off do you think your approach to social media is going to be different going into March yeah I think so. I think that I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep it off my phone for a little bit longer. Um, I use like social media management apps to like post things, schedule things and things like that. Mm-hmm. And my assistant does that for me on Twitter too. Like sometimes I'll get brand deals and they're like, you need She's to She's official. She's official. My assistant. I mean, I have an assistant. No, I, but it's very busy as fuck. I here's, know. Here's the guy. I got, I one, got year, one, year something, one year something nuts. Yeah. Never met my assistant. Oh, what? So this was going to be like, oh, shit. this was going to be a question. Like, <laughs> oh, well, okay. She's remote. Yeah, because it's <laughs> she like lives in Georgia. She having has a kid. an assistant, that's like uh, somebody is in your personal shit. I mean, they yeah. have all your passwords. They know no, all no, no, she doesn't have access to everything. Oh, okay. I, she has her own email. She has an assistant at Francesca email. Right. Um, and she has her own login into my website. Um, she has her own login to my Twitter. Like I can give her and I give her administrative pass. Do you handle your finances? No, I have a business manager. OK. Yeah. How did you find your assistant? Through a friend. Um, I have a friend who's a writer um, and she's been very successful and I was complaining to her. I was stressed out about something. Yeah. And she was like, girl, why? What are you talking about? I was like, I have to make my newsletter and I have to update my calendar on my website. And she was like, why do you do that? And I was like, because I need to do this. And she said, you need an assistant. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, make a list of everything that you hate doing. And if it equals 10 hours, you need an assistant. And I was like, okay. That's a good equation. Made the list and I realized sure and she said she could hook me up with someone so is it is there a part of you that's like micromanaging at all like was it was it hard to let go it was go really hard stuff? to let go it was yeah. really hard to let go like I trained her um and I, at first I was kind of like resentful because I was like Ugh, I have to like teach her how to do yeah, stuff okay. but then once I taught her how to do stuff it was fine yeah. and even this year I, w- I was like 
looking at my finances and I was like, oh, maybe I should get rid of my assistant. I'm going to get rid of my assistant. So I was like, hey, I've loved working with you. I've had her for three years. I was like, You're wonderful, but I've got to f- figure out my finances. This is one of the things I'm cutting back on. She was like, no problem. I didn't have an assistant for a week. And I was like, hey, Ariel, I have to hire you back. I can't fucking do this. Like, this is a nightmare. Like, I don't want to answer yeah. these fucking emails. Because sometimes people will I bet email. She, I, I bet she loved that. She was so happy. Yeah. And I and I and we left on good terms. I told mm-hmm. her. It was only a week. But I told her if I ever need her again or I know someone. I've passed some people along to her. It's a great, honestly, like. I think more people should be digital assistants because you can work from home. She has a kid. She can travel. Like sometimes she'll mm-hmm. let me know. She's like, hey, I'm on the West Coast right now. So if you need something, let me know, whatever, text me. Um, and yeah, like it's pretty basic. Like yeah. I have a newsletter that goes out and she makes it. She writes blog posts on my website. That's I have great. a calendar. So she updates the calendar. If someone emails me and they need information about a video or a script or whatever she can connect them to my agent you know she can give them basic stuff like my measurements for you know I need to get clothes for something or someone needs my travel information because they need to buy me a flight like she's yeah. she knows she's like oh for Tesco likes an aisle she like she just answers all that That's shit awesome. for me That's I don't great. have to do it um I don't know how the assistant came up. I did that. I did that. <laughs> sorry. Because Megan, Megan wants I don't that. remember what She is vicariously. It's sorry. just like Anderson Cooper. Yeah, I was sorry. sorry. I, we, I know it came up for some reason. Well, it yeah. And it was, you know, I've been an assistant to people before. And like, it was like, to me, it was just like mind blowing how much like I was like, I feel. Like I have your life in my hands. Like, <laughs> like I felt like so overwhelmed. I cannot. You have be an to assistant. trust the person. I cannot sure. be like I was terrible at that job. I feel like because I just yeah. That's were... also not your personality type. No, it's you not have to be someone that's very organized. Yeah, yeah. you have to be someone. <laughs> so okay. I mean, no, 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 no I can never all... be an assistant. No, no, no. I, oh, I, I would be. No, this is all very yeah, true. It's not a criticism. It's no, just I know like that. There are some people that like like I said. I love my yeah. calendar. Like honestly, if me and my friend make plans and they send me the calendar alert before me, I like get wet. I'm like. Oh God! Like, yeah. and my my friends, it's like a running joke between us because they're like, "Oh, there's Francesca's calendar." Because if I don't know that I'm supposed to hang out with you, or we're gonna have a call, or we're gonna go on a hike, or we're gonna go lunch, I'll forget because yeah. other things will come up, and then I'll double book, and I'm yeah. just like, "Ooh, I don't know, I can't do it." Um, so yeah, I that's just my personality. It's always. I yeah. think we were talking about the book because that we was how I about the book got all the I'm writing sorry. stuff together. I was just, I got in my brain. No, it's like, fine. Because it's such a, you got to let go of things in order to give this stuff to somebody else. Oh, wait, it was how I'm going to manage social media from here out. Ah, and I'm yes. going to give, yes. I'm going to try and give my assistant more things to schedule and have me not deal with it. Um, I don't know. I do like Instagram stories, but it does take me. That's why I quit Snapchat. I felt like it was just taking me out of the moment yeah. a lot. And I I didn't like that. And I am trying to transition to like the next phase of my career. And social media has been so good to me. But like I don't want to be an influencer and I don't want strangers to have access to my private life in that way and I was giving them way too much access I was talking to them all the time I was talking to them like like they were my friends and you would go on some rants too I would go on rants I would cry like (laughs) people would come up to me in the street and they act like they know me because they follow me on social media and I'm like oh my god this has to stop like I have created a monster when strangers come up to me and they are joking around with me and I'm just like I don't fucking know you like I'm it's you know, weird it's how like weird. I mean, I even have like followers that like or all I follow people or vice versa where it's like I feel like we have this relationship and I've never met this. Person. You don't know them. It's mm-hmm. so wild. Yes, it's very strange. And I, you know, I've 
fortunate nothing bad has happened, but I have friends that have had very sketchy situations happen because of their social presence. And I just had the foresight to be like, I'm going to nip this in the bud. I don't need this that much. And even like just going through therapy and like talking to my therapist about how social media was making me feel. She was just like, why do you do this then? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like obligated. I feel like I'll let people down. I feel like, because people tell me they're like, we miss you. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm you, sure your Twitter, you. but your well, Twitter that's... followers are probably losing it right but now. I'm they sure. want, they want your insight on shit. Yeah, well, but I'm sure that there's also got to be a part to you, like a genuine part to you, that's like you almost don't know what to do yeah. because you've trained yourself to do this. Yeah, well, and also this feeling of for me because I am someone that built a profile on like commenting on what's going on in the world I often felt really burdened like something bad would happen and I was like great I have to like craft a perfect tweet I have to craft craft a tweet to talk about like this tragic thing happening or something would happen I wouldn't comment and people would be like wow Francesca I can't believe you haven't said anything about this thing and I'm like I don't know I was in a meeting or like a family or right something or something happened in my personal life that I'm not sharing with the internet and I was just constantly being like god i'm missing out because i'm not talking about the thing that it's trump said much. this is, this is a good break this is a good break this is so good because you? you're set now you're setting the parameters with oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. your life yeah so like and i've been so much more productive not being yeah. on and like it just feels, are you happier like do you feel just say more sane yeah like, i do i do like i just i mean not that everything is perfect like sure. challenges still arise i just I like that I'm not being distracted by what other people are doing. Like I have a lot of great things going on and it's really hard to see the forest through the trees when you are just consuming what everybody else is doing. It's just very easy to start yeah. saying I'm not doing enough or, or being really judgmental of yourself. And I am very guilty of that. Yeah. And I just, I needed to step away and, you know, I'm spending a lot of money and time to be in Los Angeles for pilot season. And I just felt like I was going to be really mad at myself if I squandered this time on Instagram. Right. When I should have been here learning lines and like getting no, ready. And how, shit. How's it going? How is pilot season it's going? It's going really good. Um, I tested for a pilot this week, which was really awesome. I've never done that before. Um, and I tested for another one last week. So I'm like on hold right now, which is really nice. And just going to auditions every day and awesome. learning lines. Me and my friend Sham got a place together. And so she's also auditioning. So every day we're just home being like, like walking around, like muttering to ourselves, which is really <laughs> funny. And then we like run lines with each other. And um, it's great. Like I just, I came out here and I'm doing what I wanted to do. It's my first time here for pilot season. And it's been pretty successful. Like on hold for two shows is who knows where it's going to go, but that's what I wanted and that's why I came out here. So. so you mentioned like phases of your career. Like, so what do you see for your next year? It sounds like you're kind of want to put the social media. You don't want to be an influencer. You yeah. Put the social I mean, media side. I still will use social media. Sure. Like, of course. I mean, it's I still love and enjoy it. I just don't want that to be like my bread and butter. Like right. I all encompassing. Sort yeah. Of thing. Like it's so funny because uh, I didn't know this, but when you are like on hold for a show, like you do all the contract negotiations for the possibility of getting onto the show mm-hmm. and they, they do everything. They're like, if we go into season five, you'll get this much money. If this happens, because if they pick up, they want to just like start working. Mm hmm. 
So my agent was like, just so you know, like um, you've got some Instagram deals coming up that if this goes through, you're not going to be able to do those. And are you okay with that? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't want that to be my fucking life anymore. And she was like, there are certain things that you won't be allowed to do anymore. And I was like, great. I don't want to have to be like, okay, I got to make this Instagram post so I can fucking pay bills. I want to be an actor. I want to be a writer. I want to be a producer. I want to like continue being a creative but just on a bigger scale mm-hmm. so that I can have like a team of people so that I can have bigger budgets so that I can well creating uh non creating fiction sorry I yeah. always scripted go, or scripted content yeah. right like creating and not having you be yeah. the thing yeah I don't want it to be about Francesca's personal life I don't want I right. want my own pri- level of privacy I, I also just really want to act like I've been such a personality for a long time yeah which has been great but like it's so funny to me when people that don't like me are like she can't act she's not funny I'm like you don't know anything you only know me from decoded you don't know that I can sing that I can like play instruments that I can write that I can do all of these other things because I don't do those things anymore I can do impressions I can do all sorts I can do characters all sorts of stuff and I'm like man I want to do that stuff you do like the best Gwen Stefani I've ever heard (laughs) have you heard her oh yeah it's very very good I want a contest for the buzz maybe when we that's how we'll end is her doing her Gwen Stefani but but I have I wanted to ask something before. Sorry, I didn't mean to be like and and we're over. I didn't mean <laughs> oh, to end no. it. I I just think that would be a, a fun a been, fun wrap up. Awesome. Yeah. Um oh god, what did I, oh, do you find it hard so like like do you find it hard being a personality and like uh and then transitioning to acting? Like I feel like just relating, I feel like uh when I'm doing stand up or comedy for yeah, whatever you're and I you. been, yeah I haven't been in an acting class in so long and like or getting an acting job and then to do that it's like oh god yeah. I almost yeah. don't know how to not be me <laughs> yeah you know? I mean I I so I I did a bunch of sketches for decoded which is like still acting but yeah. it's not like a, it's a sketch so it's like short mm-hmm. you know and then um like we did a I did a pilot for Comedy Central so like I did a bunch of sketches for that and like I, I've been writing a lot but like not really performing that much yeah. um so yeah it did feel like weird getting back into it so I took an acting class like I was taking I've been doing like storytelling which is like kind of yeah. stand-up so mm-hmm. I've been doing that to like push myself um but yeah it is what kind of acting class are you taking is it like plays or is it like no like I just took like a scene study class um and an on-camera class and um I'm working with a coach out here so um when I get an audition like going to her house and like working with her on it or like we worked on over FaceTime which is a thing people do with coaches I guess yeah um and I have a coach in New York that when I got auditions, I work with her on it. So I'm not doing it by myself. Um, but it, it is hard. It, I, I'm excited for the chance to be somebody else and like not have that added layer of like people wanting to know about like my personal life. Like it's been really great for me, but more and more I realize that I want some level of privacy and there's just like some stuff I don't either want people to know or even want people to be curious about. It's like once you open the door, like Pat and I, my husband yeah. and I have a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Last name basis, get on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And if we don't make an episode, people are like, did you guys break up? And I'm like, mm. what? Like, no, what do you get? Shit. But I also am like, you're, you're already doing, in my shit. Like yeah. we, we're we're doing doing that. we made a podcast yeah. about our marriage and like, it's fun. Like they get in on our little jokes. Like they take shots at Patrick and like, we have little, 
contests with them and we like ask them to weigh in on our arguments and stuff and it's very fun mm-hmm. but then sometimes people are like when are you gonna have a baby and I'm like <laughs> well I don't know what why are you asking me that and I'm like oh because we talk on the podcast about dogs and our, hard, and our nieces and our blah 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 and yeah. I'm like oh god I fr- I created this you problem. made a career of your shit there's yeah. such a and now you're like all right I, got, I gotta maybe step back from this and take the next step which might be not <laughs> yeah. putting all that out there it's yeah. such a fine line I feel like you just to have a pro like to have something end like it's like to do a, do you know what I mean like to have a show like uh if you get book a movie right you do the movie they watch the movie they're fans of your work or they're not right and that's what it's about and that's it yeah like it's not this ongoing yeah it's fucking- not and I have so many friends in the social space that are I have friends that are like daily vloggers who make videos every single day and their videos are like I'm going to Target now we're going to like a soccer game with my kids now I'm doing that it's just like the mundane things of their lives and what happens is then people start to feel like they watch yeah. your kids grow up they watch you move into your new house they watch you have all these life it's moments like the Truman Show the Truman Show kind of like predicted all this but people are voluntarily signing yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Jim Carrey did not it's know he so was. It's so weird. I mean, my last roommate, you know, she is you know, a c- comic, but yeah. she's very, like, lively on social media. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, I mean, like, I'll do stories every once in a while, and I'm very personal, and I'm very open and Your whatever. stories are all just about the dog, though. <laughs> lately, That's a good lately, point, lately. yeah. I mean, he's, he's a star. <laughs> he's a star. He now has his own page. <laughs> he now has his own page. Okay. Um, Charles, uh, After Dark, <laughs> Instagram. Um, anyway. Point is, is it was a lot. Like, it was just a lot. Like, she has built this thing where, like, she's constantly, she filmed all day, every day. You can work all the time. There's no regular hours. It's not nine to five. It's a 24 hour. And, you know, like, and because we live together, like, I hopped up. It was fun. But, like, there were so many moments where I was like, just can't, can't we just, like, talk talk like can't we just like have dinner without you like make making it be this funny joke or something like yeah just exhausting yeah I I'm still friends with some people from my like earlier YouTube days but the ones that I'm closest to we've all really pulled back because it's really hard to have like a healthy relationship with people when you're constantly thinking about how to film them and yeah. and how to like commodify parts of their personalities. Like I would have friends that I would hang out with that things I said to them became tweets and I'm like, oh, that was a yeah. joke that I made, totally. but now it's a tweet uh, of yours yep. that's going viral. Like, mm, that's cool, but you didn't ask me. Yeah. But also like every time we're together, it's all like, oh, this is going to be a bit, oh, this is going to be a thing. Like, look, uh, look. and I'm like, turn it off. Like I don't want to work all the time. Can you imagine someone from the 80s listening to this conversation just being like what, <laughs> what the are, fuck what are they talking has the about? fucking yeah. what what is the story, torture? story. Yeah. What's the, oh my god it's yeah. a crazy time well i'm so happy that you did this with us Thank and you i'm for so excited me. for your future endeavors and <laughs> i uh i hope you land one of these shows oh uh, me too is there one in particular where you're like oh, I hope this is um they're both very different uh one is scripted scripted and one is not so like one definitely would be me being myself but like it's not about my personal life I'd be hosting yeah hosting a show so um they're they're both really interesting but uh I don't know I do I do really want to act I'm voting scripted yeah me too I'm putting my energy out for scripted (laughs) get that money yeah yeah Listen. Also, <laughs> if you guys knew, like, it's really bad. I was like, this is bad. Like, I'm not saving anyone's lives. Like, Scripted. there are teachers on strike right now who yeah. are like, I have to work a second job in order to take care of my family and, like, shape the young minds of tomorrow. And 
TV stars are getting stupid amounts I of can't. money. It's scripted. I oh. thought scripted. Yeah. No, well, you know, putting it out in the Good universe. luck. Thank you. Fran, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you guys, too. You guys are so really much. hustling. Make I remember going out to lunch with Brian and him saying, I think I want to start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, dude, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. And now you're on it. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, a great thing. episode. Yeah. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy, Fran. I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank love you. Love both of you. Um, wait, we're going to end on her. Oh, Can you do oh, yeah. Gwen Stefani. What, what song should I sing? Um, walking in the spider webs. Oh, walking in the spider webs. Leave a message and I'm calling you back. It's so good. Wait, do, wait, wait, do one wait, more song. Do wait, one just a girl. Just a girl. Take this pink ribbon off my eyes. I'm exposed and it's no big surprise. Oh, Don't you think I know exactly where I stand? This world is forcing me to hold your hand. She's got to the chorus. Cause I'm just a girl I'd rather not be Cause they won't let me out late at night it's I don't really so remember all the words Also one of just like the most talented people I yeah. know Not like seriously like hard working as fuck But Thank like you. so ta- like and she sings Unbelievable <laughs> And she sings and she sings. Yeah, podcasting is not really my medium because I'm really cute. <laughs> we got a video. We got posting, a video I'm posting the Gwen thing on the <laughs> internet. Yes, please do. Thank you, Fran. Oh, Fran, you. I love you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.